Hey guys, if you are wanting to start your own podcast and you want a super easy way to do it, I highly recommend Anchor. So you can download the free Anchor app. You can either go to anchor.fm or just search on your phone for Anchor app. And the reason that I love it is it's completely free. It's a way that you can record and piece together like different elements of your podcast, whether you're on like your phone or your computer. And then it like basically puts your podcast in all of the different places so like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and then you can make money from it so you don't have to have like any minimum amount of listeners it's basically everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place for free so you can download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm and I hope you guys enjoy it have fun with it welcome to the spiritual rebels and misfits roundtable where we invite our fellow dreamers, thinkers, healers, lightworkers, world teachers, misfits, and rebels to join us every week at the Roundtable. Where we explore everything from love, business, life, and even things others might think are strange, like UFOs or channeling. And we have co-created this space to deepen our own personal and spiritual journeys, and we'd love to have you add your questions, your wisdom, thoughts, ideas alongside us here at the Roundtable. And we're your hosts, Ashley Bradley, intuitive business coach and mom, calling out healers and lightworkers of the world to play a bigger game and show up with their unique magic. And this is my best friend, James Fletcher. He is also a speaker, a writer, a member of the recovery community, and a queer spiritual activist. Hey there, thanks for listening today. We wanted to invite you to join us in an interactive space that we've created on Facebook. So if you go over to Facebook and search Spiritual Rebels and Misfits Roundtable, you can join the group and you can have conversations with us. You can talk about different questions that you have before we announce the topic that we'll be roundtabling about. You can request certain topics. You can exchange with us and the others that have come up to the virtual roundtable. So we hope to see you there. So with this episode about letting your freak flag fly, you are going to have a lot of fun with these guests. And uh, there's three actually different people that we are bringing to you in this episode today. There is creative coach, mindfulness expert, Kimberly Elliott, who's actually a a great friend of mine, somebody who I've done um, a lot of coaching work as well with as a client. And she is just very fun. And she just talks about that sense of finding that like childlike sense of play and really bringing that essence alive before it was shut down or uh, shamed by other people around us who told us who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to show up. And if we're supposed to be, you know, more quiet or something other than who we are at, you know, at our at our core, at our natural energetic um, way of being. And so I really love that about what you're going to get from Kimberly. Uh, we also have um, Sonia Chavez, who is also an amazing coach, somebody that works with um, leaders. She works a lot with youth as well. And everything that you'll hear Sonia talk about, it's really going to hit sort of in this deep resonance level. And I think that you're going to be 
really in this place of reflection of really thinking about how does this topic apply to me? Where am I shutting myself down? What are things about me that I only do behind closed doors or around people that I feel 100% comfortable and I know will accept me, but I don't let it out for fear of rejection. So I think that um, there's going to be so many things and questions that really get your wheels spinning after you listen to this. Uh, we also are really lucky to have Jules Long Beach, who is an amazing um, drag performer and actually the first drag queen to get the key to a city, the city of Long Beach. And if you if you look up or you read about Jules, Jules is just an absolutely amazing person and had a lot to add. Um, I mean, not only being a gay man, but then also being a drag performer and really looking at coming from a very religious, conservative background, being gay, really being okay and coming to terms with, with, with who he was, right? And who he wanted to be in the world. And even talking about how drag was actually originally not accepted by the gay community and, and really kind of moving forward with who he wanted to become in this world. And wow, all of the amazing things that, that Jules has done. So I'm just excited for you to have fun with this and to leave this. My goal for you is to leave this in a, in a very self-reflective place of discovering what else you can allow to show. What's your freak flag? And, and what are you going to do after today to let a little bit more of your freak show? So I'll see you. I'll see you there. <laughs> it's going to do the countdown. Oh, no it's count. live. No. Hello, 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 everybody. So um, welcome to our Spiritual Rebels and Misfits podcast. We're your hosts, James and Ashley. So if you're new to us, if you've never listened before, James is my best friend. And um, I know that if you're listening to this, maybe at one point when it's only audio, you're not going to see how like beautiful and, and glowing and, and, and handsome he looks oh, right now. Oh, Lord, you put it on thick and I love it. <laughs> uh, but he is somebody that is a... Um, an inspiration, uh, a speaker, um, somebody that is a, a um, can I say like, I feel like there's all these rules around like calling it like the program. Like, can I just say like recovery community? Is there like anything I'm not supposed to like say? We'll just leave it at that. That's good. I'm You're like trying the, to figure the... out the, oh really? I, I like to break rules though. So <laughs> I don't have to follow like the, who who made those rules up? Those rules don't belong to me. Uh, but yes, Dang. I. <laughs> but anyway, like he um, is somebody that is very wise spiritually, and so he's the perfect partner, the perfect conversation partner. Although him and I like love diving into these like deep conversations. What I love is also that we always have different like backgrounds and. Uh, perspectives that we bring to conversations. And so we do have some really cool guests that are coming up today. Absolutely. We actually have three different people that are joining us. Um, coming up, we wanted to chat a little bit um, together before we before our guests join us. Um, so I'm so, Ashley. So well. those of you that don't know Ashley, you should know Ashley by now. She is a life business coach. She's my amazing best friend. Um, she, it's very spiritual, but I love with your spirituality, Ashley, that it's approachable. And we've had that talk a lot about like a lot of spirituality. It's like, okay, that's awesome. But 
Ashley keeps it real. Um, she keeps it applicable to life and to business. So if you're looking to purpose and prosper, then I suggest you uh, look her up privately, but she's also my best friend and my inspiration. So thank you for asking me to do this. Yes. So let's just talk about this topic first, because I know that we're going to have Kimberly um, joining us here pretty soon. Um, what inspired this, like this freak flag fly? Like, why do you think it's fitting for us to be talking about today? Well, I think the last time we went to go see Abraham Hicks, the, you know, the whole the whole thing was about calibrating. Remember, it was all about like calibrating up and down. And I think that was really the inspiration for it. Cause I know that we have conversations afterwards where I constantly catch myself calibrating down. I try to, you know, think about the room and not upsetting people or annoying people or saying the wrong thing. And, you know, Abraham Hicks was really talking about that's calibrating down. Mm-hmm. And we're our most full self when we don't calibrate down for anyone and we always remain calibrated up. And her big point was like the most dominant force in the, the room will always win. Mm-hmm. So if you're the most dominant force, if you're your most full authentic self, you're always going to win. And the, you know, if you're, yeah. all, if you're about positivity, if you're about joy, if you're about love, that force is going to win. And so uh, I think that that really came up in a lot of conversations and I know in your business, like that's what you're you're primarily about, right? Like, you know, tell the people. Like you're about mm. finding your, you know, your purpose and, and prospering off off that, correct? Well, I'm really about like, because you know how I'm always talking about unique magic and how one of the things is weirdness. And I feel like it's funny because sometimes I'll share like, hey, like the weirdness isn't supposed to be something that we carry shame around. Like, because I'll oftentimes we like mute that or we like turn down the volume on that so that we could be like acceptable, like in our space. But like, I find that some people like don't even like that word or they have like a reaction to it. And that's a big thing because I found myself doing that like in the beginning of my business where I was like trying to show up and be taken seriously. I was like, oh, I'm a coach. I need to talk a certain way and I'm gonna put on my blazer. (laughs) Like I'm gonna curl my hair and like, I like literally it's like I tell people how embarrassing it is because um, I feel like like it's kind of cringeworthy now when I look back at it because I was really like just putting on this costume of what I thought a coach was supposed to be so that people could take me seriously and feel like I have some value to add to them. And I was like really under the impression five years ago that I had to change myself or show up differently for that to happen. And I was like taking down things from my background. Like I had this little sign up and it said like, um, it said something like drink coffee, like do stupid things faster and with more energy or something like that. And I remember Bob even telling me like, yeah, Bob was like, and now that would be like perfect. You know what I mean? Cause it's sort of just funny and it's me. And uh, like, Bob was like, you should probably take the film. Like, I feel like, you don't really need that in your background. Do you really do stupid things? You you really want to have that up? You're like a coach trying to like build your business. Like, and so I was like, yeah, you're right. And like, it's just, well, now I have blue hair. Fast forward to today and rainbow lightning bolts. <laughs> you, know, you know, your husband's like a saint in my eyes and he can do no wrong, but I'm going to, you know, go against Bob on that. I think you should have left it up. So I just want to go over what, you know, flying your freak flag means okay. because I know when we're talking about it, it had some negative connotations, kind of, sort of, yeah. but not in our yeah. eyes. So to fly your freak flag, this is from Urban Dictionary, a character, mannerism, or appearance of a person, either subtle or overt, which implies unique, eccentric, creative, adventurous, or unconventional thinking. 
So that's what I really freaking love about that. And, you know, as you're helping me come into my own about what I want to do with my life, where I want to go with my career, like I'm my most powerful when I let my freakiness fly. You know, I let my loudness, my queerness, my, you know, and I, I thought the same thing, like going down the spiritual yeah. path, I had to be a certain way and I couldn't be too sexual and I couldn't, you know, cuss or some things like that. And <laughs> it's, it's uncomfortable to try to wear that blazer, so to speak, you know, and the more I get comfortable in my skin and my spiritual path, like that shit don't apply no more. And I think that we really deny the world beautiful gifts of who God created us to be or the universe created us to be. So that's what I'm hoping to explore today. Hmm. What do you think has happened? Um, Cause I've definitely seen you come out of like your quirkiness, freakiness closet. I feel like more and more, especially these last few years. Um, and I guess I'm just wondering, like if we look at our own journeys, like what have you seen? Cause we've known each other for what? 13 years, awesome. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> A long ass time. A long ass time. Yeah. And I'm wondering like what we've seen like unfold as we've been like more comfortable just being like really weird and not really caring what anyone thinks, like what we've seen kind of transpire in in our lives. And then we'll bring in our guests here in a few. Well, I think for me it's getting in a large contrast of it. Like you said, like trying to play that role and like how much it it hurts or doesn't feel right or life seems less colorful when you're trying to and you know, myself getting sober, like I really had to figure out who the fuck I was all over again. And it really hurt to try to wear someone else's image or put on a mask or please other people. And life seemed less bright. I seemed less in touch with relationships with people. I seemed less excited to get up in the morning. So I think contrast can really give you that oomph to really own who you are, who you're created to be. So that's what's really changed me in the last couple of years is feeling the pain of acting like someone else or trying to appease other people or trying to quiet my voice so I don't get laughed at or snickered at. You know, in the recovery community, to be quite honest, it can still have a lot of bias and a lot of like, you know, oh my God, that's too much. And I started to feel really, really uncomfortable trying to please other people. And so the more I, I wave my freak flag, the more I enjoy life. And I think that, the more I become enjoyable to other people. What about yourself? I mean. Well, I mean, first I feel like, wouldn't you feel like for anyone that's on a journey of like recovery or sobriety, like really owning their freakiness is like an important part. Like, cause it's all about like that inner peace and serenity. And so I feel like being at peace with like who you actually are and like remembering who you actually are, like seems like a really big part of that, you know? I mean, I can't, I don't speak for the whole recovery community, but I think that, you know, we're taught to play by someone else's rule book always, you know? And so even in recovery, we're playing by someone else's rule book. And for me, mm -hmm. being on a spiritual journey, you have to get in touch with the universe and really trust that inner voice that guides you and nothing else. But society teaches us to play by other, other people's rule books. And that's where I'm, I'm sorry, I got like snot coming up my nose. I'm really excited to start, like, <laughs> talk to like the people that you've encountered with and especially Jules who like just lights up the fucking world by being exactly whom they are meant to be. So I think that it's yeah. really exciting and I can't wait to hear what they have to say about it. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to share like a memory of something that came up when I was thinking we're, when I knew we were going to have this conversation. Um, but I want to let you guys know to like comment if you're here, like we are here, we're watching the comments. If you have your own story, 
that you are willing to share, you know, about like your journey with like your own freakiness, put it in the comments. Like we are watching the comments. We're right now we're broadcasting live both on um, Facebook and on, on YouTube actually for the first time as well. Level so if you're up, watching, like say hi to us, like be like, give us a little comment. Tell us your story. We want to know that you're here. We want to hear your voice. And and really, uh, we can actually kind of like read off your comment if we hear you sharing something that's going to add to this. Um, I'll tell you as well that, um, let's see, watch. We could go like this. We got Cindy Perry. Hi, oh. Cindy. Hi. See how we have these little tricks? We have I little, like that. Little I'm not logged in right now, so I'd love to see some of those comments, but go on, what what story came to mind? I wanna hear this. Well, before I wanted to tell people, cause we've shared this to like a few different groups and places that if you're watching this through a share to make sure that we could actually see your comment and story, you have to make sure you're double clicking on the video that the video is like the original video so we can actually see your comments cause we wanna know that you're here and you're hanging out with us. Um, Cindy says hi back by the way. Um, so when I was working with you at Joe's Crab Shack in Newport. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Joe's Crab Shack Newport. Rest in peace. Um, I had this like little streak of blue in my hair and I was like just becoming a manager at Joe's. I don't know if you remember that. And I remember telling you, I was like, James, I feel like the guests are like not taking me seriously. And this was like Ashley at like 23 or 24 years old, you know? and. I had this little streak of blue and I was like, I don't feel like I'm being taken seriously as the manager. Cause like when they're complaining about their crab and I'm going to go up and I'm going to talk to them and be like, I'm this like young manager. I think I need to get rid of this blue streak in my hair because people aren't taking me seriously. And now I think back because now I just like really went for it that like, I was the one reading into that, that I was looking at their faces and looking at their expressions and projecting on them the things that I felt about myself that I didn't take myself seriously enough as being this like this manager or this person and and that I was therefore sort of like watching their facial expressions and kind of searching for people that dis disapproving things. It really brings up like a lot of Brene Brown, the disapproving, the, um, you know, kind of the not good enough stuff. And so I just was thinking of that story of how I changed myself to be taken seriously by other people and how much that was a lot of bullshit, you know? Well, I mean, doesn't it kind of sound stupid in hindsight now? Like now that you've kind of lived a whole nother life, like, and if someone can't take you serious because you have a blue streak, like where does that fault really lie? The fact that you have a blue streak or that person discounts who you are because of a blue streak. So yeah. I guess I, I think that's totally. someone else's rule book again. We're always playing by someone else's rule. And I really, really love the people that have had the courage to kind of kick down the door and like, you know, make it where it's um, more like flying your freak flag and being accepting of other people and like letting people really shine. And I think the world will be a lot happier and a lot more cohesive if everyone felt that empowerment to just really be who they're meant to be, you know, blue hair and all. Well, Speaking of which, I'm going to add Kimberly in. Very on cue. I totally want this for you just for the first few minutes. I was like, I want to honor your blue. <laughs> I love you. That was a setup no. I was not aware of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take it off in a minute, but I was like, oh, I have to sit for a minute on live with my my Ashley hair, just to honor what you do and how you show up and how much I appreciate you. 
<laughs> I kind of feel like maybe you should do this permanently because it really works for you. Uh, okay, I'll think about it. So, I was thinking you tell purple for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So Can I take it off I, now and like be in my gray. <laughs> you girl. Do whatever you want. I thought this is a good too, like um, like the awkwardness of taking off a wig, right? And oh, <laughs> I'm here. I'm a freak, and I have to take my wig off now. And you know, just like even that, I was like, oh, that's gonna be like a little drama on the show. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so tell tell Jane because I know James hasn't met you before. I know like you probably haven't met you. So t tell people why when I associate freak flags that I think of Kimberly. <laughs> well, it's funny because I knew you were going to ask me this question. And when I was actually kind of reflecting on it, I'm like, why does Ashley think of me as a freak? And it's sort of brought up, um, it's sort of brought up and, and I, I won't digress. I promise I'll answer the question, but it's sort of brought up this idea that like as freaks, sometimes we don't even realize the things that are natural to us are special, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you're living your life and you're being you. And, and then you're like, really, that was a big deal to you. Like, I don't even get that. Cause that's just who I am. Right. And so I think <laughs> connected us, you and I, Ashley, like, and I think, um, my guess is uh, that I sort of have a kind of freaky creative mind and I'm just weird and energetic. Is that right? I don't know. Why do you think I'm a freak? Well, because <laughs> the tables have turned. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, what's, up? what's up? We started talking about the whole like eccentric thing. Like after you came back from like that leadership journey and you were like talking about like, this being this like eccentric type and then I was like really drawn into that and you're just like yeah and I didn't feel connected to them and that was like the point is like that everyone who's like very eccentric is very eccentric in their own way and so like I feel like you've just had this like journey of like sort of like accepting that and owning that and you always talk about these stories of like people telling you you're too much you're too hyper you're too energetic you yeah. need to like calm down you need to tone it down and I feel like you've just yeah. been on such a journey with this that I like yeah. I wanted you to add your voice and your wisdom to this conversation yeah so um I made some notes here because I was really sitting with this last night because I feel like it's still it's like a really this is just who I am right yeah. And so it's like, I loved how earlier I was kind of listening in when, before I was on camera, you guys were talking about like the shame around weirdness. And I feel like that's, that really resonated with me. Cause I know like growing up and um, being me right as a child, there was a lot of like, Oh, you're too much. Like you said, there's too much energy. There's too much, this too much that. And so it really like kind of, started me on a pattern and a story of like, it's not okay to really be a hundred percent. Right. Uh. I, still, I still showed up. Right. Cause I'm kind of a loud mouth inserter disruptor in a way. Um, you know, and even now I'm like, Oh my God, there's more coming. Right. Like, Ooh, what's going to happen next? <laughs> I'm in my <laughs> process. Um, so 
that was really impactful. And I feel like um, when I went through my leadership program and sort of like owned my eccentric part of me, um, like, yes, I am eccentric, right? Like I'm, I'm claiming it as my birthright. Um, I love the idea that was planted in me around like eccentrics or weirdos or freaks actually, and I think James, you actually said it earlier, which I was like, oh my God, it's all tied in. We all relate. Of course we do. Right. Um, you said something <laughs> about colorful mm -hmm. and, and what was planted in me in my leadership program was about how eccentrics or freaks bring the color to the world and actually dissolve the, the beige. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, there's a really strong part of our culture, let's say in America, maybe worldwide, where you know there's norms, right? Like how you can't see my quotes, norms. <laughs> <laughs> norms about like how we are to show up. Like Ashley, you were talking about, like, oh, I'm a coach now. I'm gonna wear my blazer. Take me seriously. And like that's all fine, mm -hmm. right? Like if that works for you and that's who you is are. It? Is it? I don't think it's very fun. It but there's fun there's more, right? Like there's so much more. And I loved this idea of like, oh, the colorful dissolves the beige and the colorful makes the world interesting. The colorful invites people to keep like opening to their purpose or like opening to like what lights them up which completely changes the vibrational frequency of our planet, of our communities, of our relationships and how we show up and how we connect to each other. So I was like, all right, I'm claiming eccentric. Colorful. So, so Kim, what do you think about this? Cause my thought is that like, the thing is, I think we're all, every single one of us is eccentric and weird and colorful, but so many, the majority of people dial it down. And that's like really what yeah. I want this topic to be about, that everyone, every single person on this earth is eccentric mm -hmm. and they are freaks yeah. and they're weirdos, but it's so few that will follow that light and own it and love it and not care what other people have to say. And I just wish more yeah. people felt empowered to do that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like. I think everyone has such like vibrancy to them, but everyone like lives in this little square box and it's time to bust yeah. that box open. Yes. Like, yeah. I want to say um, like all three of us, I'm getting a sense, even though I don't totally know you yet. Um, Not yet. Yeah. I totally like, I think all of us are, you know, somewhat outspoken and like our energy kind of penetrates into the camera, right? Or into the like presentation. So I want to say, yeah. We're talking yeah. about penetration now. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say it can show like eccentric doesn't have to be a stereotype. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it can be a subtle eccentric for an like let's say take like a real introvert. I, what just popped into my head. Okay. Like I'm totally not trying to stereotype here and I'm not, I just thought of cosplay. Like I uh -huh. have some friends that are really into cosplay that are very introverted, but like that's how their eccentric comes out. Right. And it's pretty private in my friends that I know lives and the way that they interact with that. But I thought, Oh, and they live really main, pretty mainstream lives and like, put on the blazer <laughs> right? they, have their, they have their cosplay weekend or whatever. And so 
I don't know where I'm totally going, except I want to say like, there's so many different forms of it. It's like the more we step into it and own it and say, yes, mm -hmm. I want to fly my freak flag. What does that mean for me? That, that it sort of like opens us up um, to more creativity. And that mm -hmm. was like my personal story is my creative flow gets open. And when I'm in my creative flow, right? And I'm letting that in and I'm letting myself be with that. I'm more playful. I get to connect to my child self. I get to connect to my my spiritual self. Like I'm able to actually like drop into like all that is available first. Mm. And that's huge, huge impact in my life, right? And who I attract and what I create. Yeah. Yeah, I totally see this like sense of stepping into like your freakiness, your uniqueness, whatever word you want to call it, like as like a part of the spiritual journey as well. Um, because I feel like until we're sort of owning all these different parts and integrating all these different parts, because what I see with most people, like with the cosplay example, is we like put everything in a separate box that we do, we want everything not touching, kind of to be neat and tidy, because I show up this way over here and this way over here, and we don't want to mix on because that feels messy. That like when we actually just mix everything together and we just like let it be how it is, it's like that's when the journey really starts. That's when like who you are and the light that you have can like really be felt. And when you're going to make your unique impact on other people mm -hmm. and it's going to be uncomfortable. It's supposed to be like, that's like a part of the journey is like moving past that and like really finding yourself and your voice and like who you are and to stop trying to like put on this, this mask or this, this like costume of, of being like everybody else. Cause that's the lie, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I don't, I hate the concept that we all got to say separate in these little categories too. Like I have friends that are into cosplay and I fully embrace that. Like, fuck yeah. You know, I like, you know, my friend Jules is going to be on here is like huge in the drag community. Like, fuck yeah. You know? And then like your guys is like separate energy, like bring it on. But everyone feels that they have to like stay segregated in these little groups and like, mm -hmm. Like, and I just wish it would blend more and people would find their own empowerment to really step into who they are. Because I feel like people, as I encounter them on a day-to-day -day journey, everyone's on about like 45%. And they only mm -hmm. show the world 45% of who they truly are and the rest is too messy or it's too complicated or they're going to get too judged. And it makes the world really bland. It does make it beige. And so I'm what I'm hoping... 20%. How much? Yeah. 20%. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. go with that as well. But like people like you and Ashley and like other people that are truly part of my journey, like you guys make life so much vibrant. So I'm hoping people feel the empowerment to like really just step fully into who they are, even if it is uncomfortable. Mm. Because life is so much more beautiful when you're in the flow of who you truly are. And I can I see it, like Kimberly. What were you going to say, James? I was going to say, I can just like see it in like Kimberly's eyes. Like <laughs> crazy, beautiful eyes. <laughs> oh, she's got crazy eyes too? Yes. But yours are still crazier. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to put Kimberly like on the spot a little okay. bit. Like, like I want, I have a little thing that I want people to like ponder like of what we're saying. But Kimberly, I want you to like maybe think of an inquiry for people if people are 
-hmm. like really wanting to kind of like dive deeper, like of a question that they might journal on or sit with that really allows them to maybe kind of open up like where they're at on this journey or what's next for them. So while you're, you're having a moment to like process that, if you guys are watching with us, as we're talking about percentages of like, what percentage are you like truly yourself all the time in the workplace, in your business, I want you to actually drop a percentage in the comments. And if you're watching in this, uh, in a place where it was shared, make sure you're double clicking so that we can actually like see your comments here. But um, you don't have to say like what you're doing behind closed doors or what you're too afraid or kind of nervous to show everybody. But just simply drop what percentage do you feel like you are sort of your true self in these different places? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's sort of like maybe just like a good little check in for those that are that are listening. Um, I feel like we always have further to go. Like, I don't know that I'm ever going to feel like I'm at 100 percent in this lifetime, because what's like the fun of that if there's not more to grow? Um, what's what's an inquiry that people might might um yeah and just we're never going to get to 100 because it's like our universe is expanding and we're getting into quantum levels and so it's like once you get to one level it's like oh now i'm upgrading my vibration oh there's oh, a whole level to rise to so i love there's that more. yeah yeah <laughs> um the first thing that popped in when you said that the two things one like i know for me and not every, you know, we all have our childhood trauma, right? On some level. However, we also have on some level, our childhood whimsy, right? Or the mm -hmm. thing we remember or that we've had, oh, we might've lost Ashley, but I'll keep going. Um, <laughs> where, where it's like, it just brought us so much joy. I know for me, mine was like, I did these shows, right? Like I had my bedroom mirror and I had the music and I would be like performing and like, and I'd, I'd actually travel through my closet to get to the stage. And then it's like, if I hear my <laughs> mom call, oh, really it's dinner time. I have to go back through the closet in order to exit my bedroom and go to dinner because it was like, I was in my show space. And um, like that has, followed me through my whole life. And that's part of my freakiness. Cause like I'm a mover, you know, I teach movement for healing. I, I love music. Music moves me to like move my body. And so like, find like, what are some childhood joys or musings or like whimsies that you remember? And what was important about that? You know, what did it bring out in you? What, what kinds of things did it energize in you just to start exploring that and then you know a lot will come out of that right mm. and then you know, what's a piece of it that i can start playing with in my like current adult life and i know mm. that weird, but i was i was thinking about this is kind of weird but whatever um <laughs> Cause I was thinking like, Oh, how do I be me? Right. Like people get like, let's try to start figuring it out. It's like, there's nothing to figure out. Like just be you. However, I think you can start experimenting and playing, like find the play in it to see like what's really resonating in terms of like, of course I love this. This is me. And what came in was like sexy underwear. I don't know why. And so <laughs> Like people get dressed up to go to work and they like wear their suits or whatever. And it's like, 
you know, if like sexiness was the thing that came out of your childhood me re remembering, right? Like, or the playfulness of that, then like, <laughs> like bringing that back in. So it's actually part of my routine, you know, it's like, oh, sexy underwear. I'm going to wear that and, or no underwear. Are you saying, are you saying you have sexy chonies on right now, Kimberly? I do. Get it, girl. <laughs> I like all the notes. I feel like Kimberly is always like moving and dancing and stuff. Like when I picture her and I yeah. feel like, she, yeah, like cause she's just very much about movement and like being in the body. Um, one of our dreams that will come to fruition, like one day when we are like not in a pandemic is like Kimberly and I have dreams of like coaching people at Disneyland and like putting them in these like weird playful places or like, wherever like things like that wouldn't often take place where you could be like going on a ride and be like, Ooh, like what is this ride bringing up for you? If this ride was like a metaphor for your life and business. Like what would it be? What, what's it bringing up for you? And just like having like, basically like being like children at play, like in these like coaching experiences, like that's one of our dreams yes. together. Go to the magic kingdom to keep, expanding your magic right with guidance from you know mm. <laughs> I, I think you're both about to be sued by disney by the way <laughs> <laughs> well thank you kimberly for hopping yeah. in and i know that sonia is um gonna join us here pretty soon i haven't seen her like kind of pop up in our in our little guest uh waiting room yet but thank Get you for bringing up. All your your freakiness, your sexy underwearness, your blue wings. <laughs> it was so nice to meet you officially, Kim. I know. I can't wait to hang out and uh, be freaky together. <laughs> In our sexy underwear or none. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. I see Sonia saying that she clicked on the link, but um, we don't see you here. Sonia, you have to press enter the broadcast studio if you're watching. You have to like click it and then like say enter and then you'll be like in a waiting room. Hopefully she'll make it here with us. Um, so actually, I, I, while we're waiting for her to get in there, a question I kind of wanted to ask you and everyone, like who is like your current, like who's a current standout for you right now? Someone that really you see like a, a public figure or an author or like someone that's well known that's really just standing in with their freak flag waving, really being in their integrity. Mm. Is there anyone that stands out for you? I mean, I feel like the Abraham Hicks thing is coming in like mm -hmm. a little bit more, but like, I feel, I don't know. Like that's just the one that's coming in. Oh, here's Sonia too. Um, but I feel like for me, like um, for her day to be a channeler, like I feel like for me that feels really vulnerable. And yeah. like, um, as I go, I was telling Bob last night, because I mentioned something about alien kind of stuff and like it was the little much for him and I had to say like honey I was like things with me and my niche as I dive deeper into this spiritual world are only going to get more fucking weird so like I'm really going <laughs> to need you to like get on board with this and just know that you might not always understand these things like and that if you think like just like the tarot cards and all of that is you're weird, just getting started like, there's more honey yeah there's more coming. So I just want to warn you. And so, so here's Sonia. Hi, Hi, Sonia. Hello. Can How you hear me? Love? Can, absolutely. Awesome. I am fresh off of a massage. So I'm doing great. 
Oh, so you're Ooh, feeling yeah. it right now, huh? So you have that massage glow. Yes. Okay, nice. So, Ashley, you want to give everyone a little background on Sonia? Give a little bio on Sonia? Or Sonia, you want to give a bio on Sonia? Yeah, like Sonia I invited because Sonia is an amazing coach. And I feel like, oh, I hear a little echo. Do you have the Facebook up, Sonia? Turn that other shit off. I turned girl. it off now. <laughs> you did? I closed it out, Okay. Yeah. I'll okay. myself, though, just in case. Um. But yeah, so I want Sonia to actually say like why I invited you for this topic because I feel like I don't want to reveal anything about your journey that I'm not meant to reveal. But you you've sort of been on your own journey of realization around this, so I'm like, oh, you definitely have to be a part of this conversation. So share what you will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna guess why I think you invited me, but um, okay. I actually feel like I'm very much into the journey of letting my freak fly flag and that I've definitely not hit that point fully, I guess. Um, but um, I think for me, and I, and I was listening to James say that like every, and I think it's true that everyone actually grows up feeling like they just don't belong in some way, shape or form. And that we are all in our own different way, eccentric. Um, mm. And hearing you guys talk, it was making me real, like have like this, like, realization one after another of like I don't think any of us were ever meant to come here and belong like that's that I don't think that's ever the goal that those moments when we um feel one with our family or feel one with our friendship groups or feel one in a space that we're in we I think we're meant to like enjoy that moment and let it go because the belonging is what holds us stagnant and I love it, that it's, it's what stops the, the growth and the change. And I think it's also why we struggle so hard with it. Mm. And, and I don't know. And so for me, like that's sitting really hard with me of um, what has always held me back from, I don't even know what letting my free flag fly looks like, I guess, is part of what holds me back is like um, our, especially in America, I feel like our definition of eccentric and wild and free is very expressive and loud. And okay. I'm a very calm, quiet, reserved person, except for these very rare moments. Like I'll have these moments where I just get really expressive, but they're limited and I never know when they're coming. And so I always struggled with, um, what does it look like for me to be 100%? Because I feel like that's so quiet. And the world is telling me they want to see loud. Well, the only thing I would really say to that, Sonia, is like if you feel that you're at one with yourself and fully in yourself being quiet, that's awesome. But, you know, those moments you're talking about, do you let them go every single time? Do you really open up and explore them every sing single time they come? Or are you still holding back? And for me, that's letting yeah. your, your freak flag fly. It's like if you if you feel at peace and harmony and one with the universe being quiet most of the time, awesome. But when those times to fully express yourself come, are you still dialing back, calibrating down, as Abraham Hicks would say, because you're afraid or you're not used to it because you're usually quiet most of the time. And you have all this joy and all like that the stuff you just said right now, like literally gave me chills. Like 
my nipple got a little hard when you're talking to the captain. And like, are you letting that go every time? Are you waiting for certain people like Ashley and I to be in the room to say those things? Are you dialing down for an audience? Are you waiting for the right people or just letting that freak flag fly? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's sort of like one of the things that can be like a misinterpretation when we talk about the weird, the freakiness is it's not like a putting on how other people define weirdness or freakiness because there's no one like definition of it. It's like meant to be kind of tuning in, tapping in, turning on as Abraham would say. All mm -hmm. these shout outs to Abraham Hicks, like follow us, Abraham, if you ever <laughs> find us on there. <laughs> Wanna be our guest? We'll be our guest on the show. Um, yeah, that it's like, I feel like we have these certain things that we associate with like being eccentric, freaky, weird. And we're like, oh, if we're not that, we're, we're not being enough of those things. And I don't know that there's any one definition. I feel like that's the point. For some people, it might be like more quiet, tuned down. The only one that can really know if we're like really aligned with that part of ourselves is us, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like we feel it. You, we feel it really when we tap in if we're holding back or not. Yeah. I feel so like mine like fully narrows in on vulnerability. That like, and I've discovered this both in my coaching and also like when I'm walking down the street and I have an urge because I'm listening to something and like, I want to just like do a little dance, but I would never, never dare do that dance. And I think it's because it's ex incredibly vulnerable in that moment. And the more I can lean into doing it anyways or being vulnerable anyways, just to see what's going to happen is when I feel like that's playing it full out for me. Is well, when I as bare as I can possibly be, as often as I can possibly be. So I, I kind of want to ask you the same question. And anyone that's like you know watching right now, maybe if you want to answer, like who's a real standout to you? And I'll give my example because I've been following this person lately, and I just like I'm kind of obsessed with them right now. Billy Porter from Pose, like Billy Porter, that like the actor extraordinaire, the advocate, like that for me is someone that is waving their freak flag don't give no Fs, they're fully being themselves. And Billy Porter has a lot of quiet moments as well. And, you know, has like serious somber conversations and then is very loud and extraordinary and is an advocate. So for me, like that's someone I really look up to that owns it at every moment that I've seen them. I'm sure they have private quiet moments, but like for me, that's living life out loud. And that's the kind of goal I want to calibrate to is to not care about the constructs of other people's thinking, not care how other people are gonna perceive me, break out in that dance, regardless of people on the street are freaked <laughs> out by it. Like that kind of calibration is what I seek. So I'm just wondering mm -hmm. if there's anyone else that stands out to you or anyone else that really just like is your spirit animal right now in the world. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I would say like I've held Pink as my oh. emulation role model since I can't even remember how long. Like she oh, has been yes. a model for me because she's so dynamic in so many ways and playful and expressive and moody and wild in her own way. Um, I feel like every time people think they know who she is, she shows Changes. them a different piece yeah. that, that makes them question everything. See, Pink would break out in a dance as she was walking down the street. She absolutely yeah. would. <laughs> 
she might be taking the spot. Like you might be in the running as like new best friend because you have this like deep love for pain. Do you like sushi? Cause that's one thing that's always worked against me with James. Cause I don't like sushi. I do love sushi. Okay. So well, I, James. I, actually we had a good run. Like 15 years. <laughs> I mean, we had a real good run girl. <laughs> You know what I really loved is like reading about pink. Um, I feel like I read a similar thing about Alanis Morissette as well. But like once they became themselves in their music career and they let go of all these things that other people were trying to tell them to be and, and how you need to be to be famous. Like once they let go of that narrative then and they were just more themselves, then that's actually when everything started happening. And there's like an energy that to that. I feel like there's a point of attraction to being yourself that even if you, someone else isn't like, you oh i found another person karamo brown from queer eye yes. you know you know i always talk about karamo like and i went to see him speak and i don't necessarily identify as he talks about all these different labels of being like a gay man a christian man like a father and it's like i don't necessarily have all these same identities as him i don't play in the same spaces as him i don't like live life out loud in the same way as him, but watching someone else being in full expression of who they are is really compelling. There's mm -hmm. like a real a real energy to that that just draws you in. So um, that's what I find kind of really fascinating about this. Yeah, that's what, it, that's what is, I'm curious about is we all know um, logically, like, and we can think of all these situations where we see someone do it. And like, even if I don't like someone, or even if I don't like what they're doing, but they're like doing it all in, I'm still amazed with them and like hats off to you. Like, I don't agree with what you're doing, but damn how nice to live so freely. And yet mm. there's something about unlocking that within ourselves that is so challenging. That's what I'm always curious about. Like, I wanna, I wanna switch. I wanna nod and off switch. Well, <laughs> since you and I have be become friends, like I've, I've, in the little time I've seen you really start to own your own voice. And you know, these people were mentioning what, what connects them all also is how helpful they are to the world when they fully own their voice. And I mean, for me, that's why we're brought forth to this universe is first and foremost to love and explore, but to help someone else. And so first stifling who we really are, we're helping no one, including ourselves and, you know, Pink and like, you know, Karamo and like Billy Porter, they're all active and they're advocates and they're inspiring other people. So I really, Sonia, I love the things you post. I love reading the words you. that you're sharing. So like, keep on going. And Ashley, you know how I feel about you, my former best friend, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, like when you finally own who you are, you're finally of use to this world, you know? And when mm -hmm. you're, you're standing on the sidelines, so afraid of what everyone else is gonna think, like, is that what you're brought here? Like you're meant to dance down the street when it's time to dance. You're meant to speak when it's time to speak. And I feel like we're really mm -hmm. blowing the gift of life when we don't engage in that way. Yeah. Thank you, Sonia, for sharing your voice with us today and being Thank here. You. Thanks for the invite. You guys are awesome. Thank you, Sonia. Lots of love, babe. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, girl. So, we um, are gonna bring Jules in here in, in just a moment. So if you guys um, do have questions, if you have parts of your story that you'd be willing to share with us, put them in the comments. This is a new little like live broadcast thing that I'm using. So I'm assuming that I could see all of them. I'm still trying to figure out how all this works, to be honest. Um, but make sure you're clicking on the original video so that we can see it so that you're not just like wondering why we're ignoring you because we're, we're not really trying to ignore you. So I'm gonna pull 
Jules in here. Yes. All right. Hello, love. Uh oh. Can we hear Jules? Oh, you're muted. Unmute. You unmute yourself? How's that? Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, friends. Hi. Hello, gorgeous. How are you? <laughs> How are you, my love? I'm doing so great. It's been awesome to hear this uh, conversation today. I love it. Well, I'm so glad you agreed to join us. I've been missing you in, live and in person. I've been missing your energy. I'm like, I when I think of someone really flying their freak flag, you are the one I think of. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you have to say. So, Jules, uh, give everyone that doesn't know who you are, the fools, a little breakdown of uh, Jules Long Beach, what you've been up to, um, just a little bit about Jules. I am a crazy drag queen in Long Beach, California, for the last <laughs> 20 years, and uh, I have the best job in the world. I get to be an advocate and an entertainer and a champion and a fighter. Mm. I'm a philanthropist, and I've managed to kind of connect all of the things that I'm passionate about through this wild energy and entertainment of being a drag queen. Yes, amazing breakdown. So you see why I wanted Jules to join us, Ashley? Yes, and I was actually reading a story, um, an article, because they were talking about how you were the first drag queen to get the key to Long Beach. And in this article, it was somebody that was talking about how much you've touched their life and that they were at this like brunch show and that their mom was feeling like very jealous of like this fabulous like Easter hat that you had on and how like you came over and like gave the mom like your hat to wear. And they were just calling out how like you're the person that ends up going to people like even the people that seem like um, maybe like no one's paying attention to maybe the misfits, mm -hmm. the other people that are still standing on the sidelines and that you kind of like see them and hone in on them and that you just have this way of this unassuming way of like really finding uh, those moments to like connect with people and really kind of call them them forth to like join the party. And that was like really touching. I feel like I turned up a little bit reading that like, <laughs> do you see that? Do you see that? Do you know that's your magic? Like, um, are you recognizing I think that's, that in yourself? I think that as we move through life, sharing our joy with others and sharing our light with others can be a really uh, healing way to operate. You know, if I'm feeling down or going through something, um, I've always found that getting outside of yourself and looking for a way to be helpful and, you know, fabulous while you're doing it. It's <laughs> amazing, uh, amazing therapy, really, you know, as bad as we think our problems might be. Um, and sometimes they're pretty bad. Um, a great way is to search out who needs help and how you can help them, whether that's, you know, going to someone in the corner of a room and kind of drawing them into the action or uh, introducing them to someone else that you know, um, or just talking with them, acknowledging our, our shared humanity is super helpful. And it's not just for them, it's also for me. You know, if I feel down, that's a great way for me to uh, get outside of my head and, and, and uh, do something fun and positive. 
I, I, I want to kind of stroke Jules a little bit more, and then I kind of have a question for you, Jules. I want to, I want to really say, <laughs> say thank you to Jules because Jules saw me when I was at my worst, as you did, Ashley, when I was a bad boy in Long Beach and I wasn't of the best behavior. And Jules has been a very much a, a cheerleader of my own journey, my own sobriety. And I want to thank you for that because you saw me and some of my not best behavior, shall we say, my messy behavior and had every right to judge me, but I, I legit mean that. Like you have always been a cheerleader of my own recovery and my own journey. So thank you for that. I'm so and, impressed with you and oh, I'm so proud of you oh, with years under your belt now. Oh, uh, thank you, it's love. amazing and I'm so proud of all of you. I'll always still come up a mocktail with you. But I kind of <laughs> wanted to ask about your own journey. Like when you, you know, mm -hmm. the journey of Jules getting to this place where like you are this person of clout, this drag queen that's just loved by everyone, gay, straight, you know, all over the community. Was there any time that it was really a struggle to really step into that, to pick up your freak flag? Did you uh, have opposition? Did you have people that were really trying to pull it down or was it always easy peasy for you? I don't think it was easy peasy. I think it actually came out of, you know, a place of persecution. I grew up in a, a extreme uh, fundamentalist religious uh, background uh, with no access to television or movies or, or music. Uh, until I was out of the house. And uh, so at 17, I moved out of the house and, you know, into the first public school of my entire life that wasn't in our little closed uh, religious community. And, and kind of like met gay people for the first time and saw the world and was just blown away by all the possibilities and was like, oh wait, you know, uh, I, I'm real gay like that person over there. And, you know, finally understood what that was and how to uh, qualify myself and find friends and a lot of help through our LGBTQ center in Long Beach and in Orange County and kind of came from this really shy, um, well, I don't know that I've always been really shy, but sheltered. <laughs> from a sheltered uh, place or, 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 you know, background to uh, embrace the freedom. And I think I was so excited to embrace that freedom um, that I kind of just ran with it. <laughs> I'm still running with it. You'd think I'd be skinny by now. Oh, um, Lord. Uh, yeah, just running with it. Just, cool. just embracing um, the joy and the excitement and the freedom. And I think growing up without any of that, freedom uh help me really value it well can i can i ask you because drag culture has kind of exploded in the last you know what we'll say decade like was it always you know that embraced when you first were coming into your your jewelsness or was there a lot uh, of yeah. opposition or oppression and how did you push back against that is there anyone that really inspired yeah, was, you it was definitely not always embraced and it was definitely always a phrase. There's a, a, a segment of population who always love drag queens, for sure. Um, there's a wider segment that, you know, even within the LGBTQ community did not appreciate it. Um, you know, there was uh, places in Long Beach that specifically forbade, you know, LGBTQ establishments that forbade drag queens from going in. You could not uh, go in and drag, like specifically excluded. Um, so it was not always even embraced by our own community um, to see the, the change and the development and the 
broader mainstream acceptance of that has been really cool. Um, you know, on one hand, it like waters it down a little bit. And mm -hmm. on the other hand, it's really cool to see all the fun, creative, amazing people that are, you know, getting on there and letting their freak flag fly. I think drag is a powerful expression of you and your alter ego or whatever you don't feel uh, you can express in your normal life. You can put on some glitter and be whatever you want to be. I love that. I love that. I am curious because it sounds like for you that it took other people really owning themselves and owning that, that um, you know, the things that other people might name as like different or weird or freaky to see another person that was gay to like recognize that within yourself. I'm wondering what you think, like when we sort of like let all of our kind of freaky weirdness, awkwardness, whatever we might want to call it, like show in the world, like how you think that might impact other people from your experience? Um, well, I had a very, I had a very um, uh, immediate and immersive freak flag flying situation. So as I had just come out of our distant religious environment and was living in the real world, um, my first like interactive entertainment experience was joining the cast of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So as a cast of probably 80% straight people and you know some bi and some lesbian and some gay thrown in a little sprinkle. But it was being around people that wasn't necessarily all gay at all. Um, but did they all were freaks and they loved it and they put out their creative energies and they put out their personas and they were owning this really cool identity. So help seeing that expression of creative and talented people and just crazy people and people out to get out of their daily life expressing different. I think that was very formative and learning how to to be myself. And my success in drag didn't come until several years later um, when I really learned to just embrace it wholeheartedly and work through, you know, suppressing identity issues and come into my own and everything blossoms. Once you're your authentic self, everything really does blossom. And you might lose people who don't embrace it mm -hmm. and you'll gain people who do embrace it mm -hmm. and you'll kind of sift through the junk and you'll be a lot happier and your your crew will be a lot happier. And I'm here to say it, it's a great end result for sure. You've never had a problem touching someone's junk. <laughs> I, had, I had to learn. I had to learn years ago. Hey, Jules, just real quick, where are some places that you know with the whole quarantine world that people can catch you right now? Like, I just want to make everyone aware of like what you're doing, where to catch Jules. Mm -hmm. You know, where they can yeah. get more of a taste of your your sprinkles, so to speak. <laughs> so, what are you up to right now? Um, so trying to navigate this, this quarantine lockdown, not lockdown changing situation. Um, a lot of stuff went online so you can catch me live, uh, doing a brunch variety show from my backyard every Sunday at noon on Instagram and Facebook, all of it under the Jules Long Beach social media pages. And we try to do a variety show. So there's some performances, there's you're making drinks, there's making food, there's talking um, with my little quarantine buddies. Uh, we have a group of like five of us that all quarantine together, thank God. So um, 
we kind of just have a family variety show with a bunch of drag and a bunch of queers and it's a lot of fun. Are you, you live anywhere in the world? Are or you, you live anywhere right now? Are you in person anywhere right now? Or are you still holding um, on? So we are transitioning our hamburger Marys um, to outdoor patio dining. So I'll be at hamburger Marys in Long Beach this Friday evening tonight, oh. uh, Friday, July tenth. Uh, surfing up the glamour there on the patio with a mask and I'm a shield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw your mask with a lipstick on it, and it was like mm -hmm. the cutest thing I've ever seen. Um, I am curious <laughs> if you were to say, like, that there's one opportunity for you to take like your weird freakiness like one step further to own maybe one other thing just to kind of like push yourself or stretch yourself. Like, what do you think that would be? I mean, I don't uh, understand the question. So, to to into a different field or no? Like, it's because I feel like we're on this constant journey of like being kind of weird and freaky, and that there's always more. There's always another part of ourselves that maybe feels yeah. a little bit vulnerable to show to the rest of the world. And I'm just curious, like, is there one piece that, and you could also just pass like on this question, but is there one piece that you actually might feel? Um, willing to kind of play with putting out in the world that you haven't yet? I think um, actually through quarantine, this is this has kind of been interesting because I've always been a public persona as a drag queen and through quarantine and just the nature of it. Um, I've done a ton of uh, media posts and broadcast as a dude, not in drag. <laughs> um, and not on purpose, just by default. And there's a shocking amount of people who's never seen me not in drag. And they're like, what is going on? So <laughs> um, you know, to, to see kind of portrayed to the world a more well-rounded um, persona. And, uh, you know, it's not always glitter and sequence. It's, it's been fun. It's a, you it's need to write the memoirs of Jules. You need to write the memoirs of Jules, I tell you. I would buy that book. I'd be about that. Because you know the, the dark and gritty of uh, Long Beach as well. So the memoirs of Jules. <laughs> I could, but I would not want to get you further in trouble. <laughs> I already got myself in plenty of trouble. Go for it. <laughs> but I thank you very well, much for making time today, love. Absolutely. This conversation has been great. Thanks for putting it out in the world. I think it's super important. And uh, it's definitely great to have these conversations with, with fun and warm and caring people. And you guys present it very well. I love it. Thank you, love. Thank you, Jules. Have a fun rest of your day. You are very handsome, by the way. Sorry, babe. <laughs> I know he doesn't cool. like. He doesn't like when I like get like too like friendly with other gay men. He gets very jealous. Um, but I've never seen you. I don't think without drag. And I was just like, oh, you're super cute. And so you should you should be owning more of this. Yeah, absolutely. Pass the word. I'm super cute and super single. <laughs> Bye, Jules. Oh, thank you for thank joining you guys us for today. Me. Awesome you, love. you too, babe. Love you. So this was a really fun conversation. Any standouts for you? Any other thoughts that you wanted to like share? Any other like questions or ways that this is like landing with you guys? I feel um, like I really want um, to hear, you know, I want people to start like commenting more and like interacting and asking questions so that's going to add like a whole new layer so give it to us but any any final things from you 
Well, I mean, I just like that Jules is reflecting on this isn't just like a, like queers being loud or, you know, like just like the people that are close allies to the gay community. I want, that's what I, I really wish people would get. Like, you know, straight, gay, bi, transgender, like everyone really owning their colors and their most authentic self. And I think yeah. that like, you know, it's expected from the gay community for us to, you know, be living out loud, you know, and it's, it's kind of been a survival tactic for us where we have to live out loud or, you know, our, our community mm. will perish, you know? And, uh, but I just think everyone truly has so much more flavor to add to this life experience that they're bringing forth right now. And that's why I'm so uh, glad I'm immersed with people, gay, straight, lesbian, punk, gothic, you know, really straight lace that really live out loud. And I just, I just wish everyone would fully dive in. I wish I would fully dive into that more. So I think it's a really great conversation about embracing your most authentic self. What about you? For me, I feel like it's the, uh, the healers, the, the light workers, the like spiritual people that are out there. I feel like there's a lot of people that have fear about being too much like spiritually. Um, I just wanted to show, um, Sonia's um, message that you can see it as well. Um, But yeah, I feel like um, I know it held me back for a long time, really kind of integrating the the spiritual aspects of me. Like it felt really like now it's like normal. And I'm just like, oh, I'm doing cards. Like, here's your card. Like I'm being kind of like, like myself in that way. But that felt really challenging. Like the first times I was doing it because I did have comments from family and other people that told me I was sort of like, oh, I'm messing with dark, the dark side or, you know, you know, things that are, you know, of the devil. And and there was, there was a lot of um, uncomfortable, you know, moments that passed, you know, around family. And I feel like I see so many people that have a lot of gifts and things that are related to their spirituality that they kind of keep behind closed doors and they are only showing it to people first if they feel like it's gonna be welcome. And what I notice with people is that the more that they um, are themselves, that they invite themselves to do something or be like a little bit more uh, who they are, that it invites the other person, that like the other people start to feel more drawn into them. And it's like, somebody has to go first. So I just feel like, who cares? Jules was kind of touching on this. It's like, who cares if you lose some people? It's like, are those people really meant to be in your experience? Are those people really, family even that are going to like add to your experience like if they are not vibrationally matched who cares you're going to actually become a vibrational match for other people whether it's like clients or customers or friends or family who are wanting more of what you are offering up i love that and i mean i i think that's you know that comment sonia made like the lgbtq community has been kind of a standout for that you know and I just, my ideal life is where my life is not just gay people, not just, you know, people that are like on this, like, you know, total spiritual path. Like my ideal life is such a mixture and such a a color palette of different people. And that's when I don't get people that just want to stay like with white people or, you know, gays that just want to stay with gays or, you know what I mean? Like I, for me, like the true, meaning of life is to be integrated with everyone and really push each other to really shine to your best of your ability and to like really coax that out of one another. And you're great about that. Like you do it not only in your business sense with your clients, but you do it in your friendships. Like 
I'm a living testament to that. You always pull it out of me, like be who you're meant to be. And I just wish we'd really be each other's cheerleaders for that. So thank you for mm. that. Should I share that like brief message of the card that that came in Absolutely. today? Like, it was cute. So I had pulled a card just to kind of inspire um, this broadcast a little bit. And it was this like beauty way card. And like, um, essentially it was about like finding the beauty in things, like even in the darkness, the uncomfortable, the awkward, the weird. And so it's like taking a look at the parts of you that are showing up that, that you feel like you have to kind of protect a little bit or hide away or as Sonia's saying, keep in the closet, you know, just kind of keep it behind closed doors and to like bring a little bit more love and to actually like start to kind of shift your own mind and perspective into a place that where you start to say, well, what's beautiful about this? What actually can be more, more, more fun? Like, and just to not let fear, everyone is sort of letting fear run their entire fucking lives and to like, and to really kind of like keep all this beauty down. So that's really my interpretation of the card. It doesn't say fuck in the. Uh, <laughs> well, well, you're planning on creating some cards. Maybe you need some cards to say fuck on them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like own your fucking beauty, bitch. Like, you are magical. What'd you tell me during a reading <laughs> a couple of years ago? What was it? You're a fucking unicorn. <laughs> Yeah. And that's how I got my reading for it. You're a fucking card. Like <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to turn that up like a little bit, like with my readings as well. Is that my next like area? Like where do you know me really well? What do you think my next sort of like area of like quirky, like kind of uh, freakiness is going to be? S sexy underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm so excited for the thing. I think that, yeah, maybe you should turn it up a little bit more. Maybe you should dive a little bit more into the, you know, your gift with cards. Maybe it should be a little bit more boisterous. Uh, yeah. But I love you just the way you are. I think that for me, um, there's that element of teacher felt really vulnerable. You know what I mean? And while it's not like quirky and weird, like, that's sort of like the thing of being like, hey, I know things and I'm okay with like saying like, I have something to share. That doesn't sound like kind of freaky or weird, but for me that felt really vulnerable, you know? Or even like us talking and being like, yeah, I have something important to say that's gonna like impact people. We're gonna put out this, this show and people are gonna, you know, someone's gonna listen that needs to hear this today. That was well, Vulnerable I, and freaky, I feel you know? on that. I mean, you know how resistant I was to doing this show. Just be, I think it's because we want to be cautious of our egos as well. Like I kept telling you, like, I'll, I'll, you should do this. You have so much to offer the world. I'll, maybe I'll be a guest once in a while, but you should do this. You have a gift and, you know, yeah. fail or fly. Like, I'm really glad that you pushed me to do this because it's pushing me into my more authentic self. So I thank you for that. Well, I feel like that's like a really good point to end on is like, and Kimberly was bringing it up as well as like, we never think that like we have something weird or freaky about us because we're so used to hanging out with ourselves. Sometimes that we're just like, oh, isn't everyone like this? Doesn't everyone sort of act this way or no one's gonna find that interesting. This isn't gonna help anybody. And we make up all of these stories that like these, things about us are not going to kind of be of service to the world in any way. And I feel like it's really uh, this like open invitation for people to, to 
test it and, and see what happens, you know, maybe care a little bit less, maybe turn your ego down a little bit less and know that like, what's the worst thing that can happen, you know? I agree. I concur. Yes. Well, I love you. I love you. We, we love all of you. That's wild. Yes. Most of and you. and no, if I'm you sorry. watch the if you watch the replays, like just add into the conversation. Like we read it. If you want to add into the conversation, yeah. if you have any suggestions, if you like, uh, again, I want to hear who everyone else is really relating to out there right now. Uh, who's really lighting the mm -hmm. way for you? Um, any topics you would like us to to bring up? If you want to be a guest, let us know. Let's make this interactive. Yeah. Yeah, Sonia says that, sh that there's there's benefit with my blunt call out. So I feel like sometimes I need to be a little bit more pushy with people, right? A little bit more, because I get really pushy with you, right? Like very, uh, like, are you not call, that I way call with, you out. Are you not that way with everyone? I think it just depends, like what is being channeled in at the moment, well, but yeah. Are you, are you calibrating down? I don't know. I feel like sometimes I just kind of get a sense of what's needed, but I feel like I do want to invite that edginess in and just be like, I'm calling you out right now. This is fucking bullshit. This is not you. We're moving on from this. This story you're making up is fucking bullshit. And we're done with it. And so, then be like, okay, now what else? A spiritual intervention. <laughs> <laughs> the spiritual inter interventionist. I love it. All right, my love. I can't wait till next week. You have a beautiful day. I love you. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. We'll talk to you soon.